Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We're your host, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing this week? You know me, Tyler. I'm always chilling. Yeah, it's good you're chilling this week. Uh, I think it's a good time to relax, uh, especially after our very detailed discussion about Star Wars in the last episode. And I think what better way to relax than look over some nominees for the 2020 Oscars or the Night Second Academy Awards. They came out over the weekend, and it's a pretty short race. Uh, usually, Oscars are held at the end of February. We wouldn't wouldn't normally have to do this episode until a couple weeks from now, but they moved it all up. So, got our nominees. A lot of it was expected, was announced, but there was a couple shockers, a couple snubs we weren't happy with. We'll get into that. But before we go into some categories, the leading movie with the most nominees is Joker with 11. Not only is that the most nominees for the movie, for any movie this year, that is the most for any comic book movie, beating out The Dark Knight and Black Panther. Right behind it, The Irishman, Once Upon a Time, and 1917 all have 10 apiece. And, Mike, before I let you go off on what your thoughts were about some of the categories, for Best Picture, we have a 9 out of possible 10 movies that could have been nominated. We have 1917, Ford vs. Ferrari, Joker, Jojo Rabbit, Little Woman... Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, and The Irishman. So, Mike, what'd you think? Well, it's uh, it's certainly a tough year this year. A lot Agreed. more competition than there was last year. Um, now, I haven't seen all these movies, but from the list that I have seen, I've seen Marriage Story, I've seen Joker, I've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and from what I've seen, it's, it's not going to be like a landslide win in my opinion, because all three of those movies are good. They're all different, have a whole completely different style and feel. So I guess it really depends on what everyone's feeling should be it. I mean, personally, I think the Joker was beautiful, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was probably a better filmed movie if we're talking about just overall. Interesting. Interesting you say that. Looking at the best pictures here, uh, like you, I haven't seen all of them. I've seen a decent amount, but for me, the Main movie I would vote for myself if you know, I was voting would be it would it would be Parasite. I thought that was a really well done movie. Just everything about it just clicked. And if I had to pick a second choice, I would pick Joker. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is good, but in my opinion, it's not even Quentin Tarantino's best. And with the competition this year, it's hard to give it a nominee. Like if it wins, I'll be okay with it. But there's other movies that I feel that deserve it. Agreed. I mean, it was. It captured exactly what it wanted to. I think that's why it might have the upper hand when it comes to the other movies, because it really embodied the Hollywood in the 60s. It did. And, you know, Hollywood always likes to uh, talk about itself sometimes. Do you remember the, uh, was about, I think almost 10 years ago, the black and white movie, The Artist, that just kind of came out of nowhere, but one because, you know, it was about Hollywood in the 30s, I think. So they can do that for the actual picture i mean we'll get into this up later but for the most part everyone on here kind of earned it like i don't feel there's one here that's like maybe ford versus ferrari but i haven't seen it so i won't cast judgment on it all right let's move on to some other categories best actor in a leading role i think we both agree joaquin phoenix should get this one. Oh yeah uh his main competition right now is adam driver uh from marriage story but so far joaquin phoenix has won all the key awards he's needed to win to 
have the best chance of winning the Oscar. Uh, that goes the same for Best Actress in a Leading Role with Renee Zellweger for Judy. You may not have seen the movie. It's not, it wasn't a big movie, but she's been killing it with the award so far. So kind of uh, hand it to her there. Best Actor in a Supporting Role. Tough for competition, but it looks like Brad Pitt might have it. You agree or disagree? I'll agree to that. I mean... This competition is Al Pacino, Anthony Hopkins, Joe Pesci, Joe... and Tom Hanks. I mean, I think the bigger competition for Brad Pitt might be Joe Pesci, if anything. Yeah, yeah. Because um, Joe yeah. Pesci's role in The Irishman, we both agreed that's... Honestly, it was a good role for him to come out of retirement because it showed different acting jobs for him. Especially I think, compared to like a classic movie from him like Goodfellas, right? One of his more iconic roles to becoming more subdued character. Yeah, definitely different. So I think that'll score him some points. But once upon a time in Hollywood, it felt like it was Brad Pitt's movie. Like he kind of stole the show. It really did. Like, it, you know, obviously this is how uh, Sony and Quentin Tarantino like cut up for the submissions. But it really felt like sometimes like Brad Pitt was the main character. Yeah. I, I, look, I hope he wins it again. Well, I don't think Once Upon a Time is the best movie of the year. Uh, I can't deny Brad Pitt had a fantastic performance in that movie. And even that's a, once once I saw it, I was like, that's an Oscar performance right there. Yeah, I mean, he definitely killed it, even though he was kind of playing a shade of himself. But it worked so well that you couldn't tell. And I think that's the thing. is like, if you play yourself just a little different, but you can't tell the difference, that's where your acting shines. Best actress in a supporting role? I don't know. I think, uh, from what I heard, the leading person right now is Laura Dern for Marriage Story. But there is Margot Robbie, there's Scarlett Johansson, Kathy Bates. I feel, uh, like I, kinda, I feel like I could go to anyone. Yeah. But for Scarlett Johansson, it's not for Marriage Story. It's for Jojo Rabbit, if she was to win. I heard, I heard she was great in Marriage Story, but that's for a leading actress. Which is kind of interesting to see that Scarlett Johansson is nominated for two separate Oscars mm-hmm. this season. Yep. For leading uh, fun- actress and supporting actress. Yep, fun fact, uh, apparently this is the only second or third time in history it's happened where someone was nominated for the first time ever in their career and were nominated twice in that year. So she joins a little exclusive club on that one. Uh, let's move on to screenplays. Now, I think the screenplay ones are going to be tougher. Original screenplay. Agreed. We got 1917, Knives Out, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time, and Parasite. Yeah, I that's... Think, yeah. I think the main competition for this one would be Knives Out and Parasite. My personal opinion. Yeah, Knives Out was pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of your classic. It's basically Clue the movie, essentially. But Yeah, Clue the movie with a bunch of twists. Yeah, there's a lot of twists. And yeah, that's why I agree. Like Knives Out, because for anyone who doesn't know, the screenplay is what the script looks like and how it reads. And... It's, it's not just what the plot of the movie is it's how does how does it act out as in the script and for that reason alone once upon a time in hollywood it's like brad pitt drives around a lot sometimes there's not much dialogue i don't know how that would look on a script you know like it looks good to look at but reading it i don't know i don't know adapted screenplay is also pretty tough but i think joker might have it it's competition is jojo rabbit little woman the irishman and the two popes i guess yeah, I don't really know much about the source material, so I couldn't really give my two cents on that. Yeah, I mean, I know The Irishman is based off a book off uh, Robert De Niro's character, so I feel if the Academy is going to give The Irishman any awards, it would be adapted screenplay. But besides that, I feel it's The Irishman and Joker for that one. 
other big ones are best cinematography. We have The Lighthouse, Joker, Once Upon a Time, Irishman, 1917. I feel Roger Deakins got this for 1917. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with that one, too. If you make an entire movie look like one take, that mm-hmm. is something special. That, that, that really is something special and is not something that happens often. And uh, it's not easy. No, it's no. Oh God, no! It's not easy. Uh, that's that. That's a purposely making more work for yourself. But yeah, from you, what the reviews you, I've seen have said, it's it, it pays off. Uh, best original score: nineteen seventeen Joker, Little Woman, Marriage Story, and Star Wars. Uh, Joker's got my vote all the way. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, they kind of built the movie around the score. Yes, especially his main theme. Like, I remember I was watching a little thing with uh, Todd Phillips and Joaquin in the intro where he, you know, sheds that single tear. Mm-hmm. He let all the actors listen to the score first. But I believe he even said he had it playing on set so they could hear it and respond to it with their acting. And then that single tear was like... That was his reaction listening to it? That was all improv. Yeah, there was nothing like, "Hey, yeah, we're gonna give you a little tear if you can make yourself cry." Like that was just straight up raw emotion getting poured into the character from the original score. I mean, that along with the uh, had a the the famous bathroom dance, you know, toward, toward around the like beginning, middle of the movie, like that was improv as well. Day of, so for a movie that's done so well, a lot of it seemed to be like just done on set. It just worked. Yeah, and I mean that hallway scene gets me every time. Yeah. Where he's he's first jokered up and he's walking with the flowers and like that like pivotal moment change you feel it. Uh huh. So they did an amazing job with that. I would be extremely disappointed if they didn't get it, but it wouldn't be the first time the Oscars have disappointed me. That yeah, that's yeah, especially <laughs> the past few years. God damn it, I go back to this every time. All right, the last Oscar, God damn it. The uh, the last big category we got uh, that we haven't talked about is best director. So we have Parasite, The Irishman, Once Upon a Time, 1917, and Joker. That's one that caused a bit of controversy due to the fact that there was no women nominated. But I do think that, you know, everyone was initially was like, oh, well, why is Todd Phillips there and all that? And I'm like, I mean, if we're going to look at anyone, take out Martin Scorsese. No offense to him, yeah. but because The Irishman's fine. Like, it's a good Scorsese movie, but it's the same thing with Quentin. It's a good movie from them, but it's not the best. And Todd Phillips and, and Joaquin Phoenix really fucking killed it for Joker. And I think we're ignoring the fact that Todd Phillips has pretty much only directed comedies. This mm-hmm. is his first drama that mm-hmm. he has ever directed, and it was a smashing success. So we kind of can't just sweep that under the rug. Oh, why is Todd Phillips in here? This is his first drama, and it was an instant success. Like, give the guy some credit. No, agreed. I mean, I bring this up, this point up to anyone who would listen to it but if you look at todd phillips career it's been leading up to the joker just starting from hangover hangover one and two are just pure comedies hangover three is a comedy but it's a dark comedy and then you have war talks which is a drama comedy and now you get joker he's been getting darker and darker for the past few movies over the past 10 years so yeah if you look at his you know his films it's led up to this point, and it, it paid off for him. Do you have any preference on who, who, who would you want to win from this for Best Director? Is it Todd Phillips? Ooh, I, I don't know. Because the strong contender right now is Sam Mendes, 
for 1917. But the guy that did Parasite, I don't know. It's a really good movie. I know, but a part of me also thinks Tarantino might kind of have some chops in here. Just because Once Upon a Time could have been a really, really shitty movie, but the acting kind of made the movie. So, like, Brad Pitt's performance in Leo's really makes up for it. Well, so they, see, that's the thing, though, for Best Director is, like, is that more, it, was that more on the actors, or was that the director getting it out of them? You it, know? It could be a bit of both. It could be. Unfortunately, we'll never really know. Like, that's why Brad Pitt will probably get the Oscars, because of his acting, but did Quentin Tarantino have to beat it and beat the script over his head? Like, no, you gotta act like this and get it out of him? Or is Brad Pitt just reading in, like, he's got it? Yeah. Um, I mean that these are acting professionals. Like these are yeah, these are the A one guns right here. They are. But I think one thing we can agree on for the category is Martin Scorsese shouldn't win it. That's a hundred percent correct. I like Scorsese, but this was his worst movie by far. I mean, we had, we had a discussion about it. I wouldn't go that far, but uh, I, I, for this year, he's the weakest link. All right, so those are the main categories. Obviously, we got other smaller categories. We got you know, best editing. I would go over sound editing and sound mixing, but I'm still upset over Baby Driver not getting its yep, due a couple skip. years ago. We're going to skip that. We're gonna You're going to hear us about Baby Driver not winning for the next probably 10 years. We'll be doing this podcast when we're fucking 15. We'll still bring up Baby Driver. That's that um, All right, so that's done. Again, a lot of it was expected, but... Mike, what was the? We both have this, but what what's what was the standout snub from this year? Standout snub would have to be anything involving uncut gems. Yes, anything involving like I don't think it was ever going to win anything. No, but, but just see the recognition. It, it deserves some nominations. Give the Sandman a nomination. It, it could have done multiple. It could have done best picture. Uh, like again, I haven't seen Ford versus Ferrari, but I feel you could take that out. Or maybe Jojo Rabbit. Or, again, there was 9 out of 10. You could have thrown in Uncut Gems and be fine. Adam Sandler definitely deserved a leading role nomination. You could even consider, maybe possibly consider the, the Safety Brothers as a Oscar for Best Director. Now, I think one thing that stood out for me for the movie was the editing of the movie as well. Uh, especially when it kept up with the fast pace of the conversation and how it was very hectic. So I feel Best Editing could have been another smaller one they could have got. And... Honestly, even best score. I don't know if you listened to the score, but I listened to some of it on YouTube after. And it's got a very nice synth uh, style to it. And it's really nice. So a lot like Joker, the score of the movie stood out to me. But it got nothing. Was there anything? I'm trying to think if there's anything else that was snubbed. That was the main one for me that stood out. Yeah. Like, I thought this year was pretty good. They, for the most part, got it right. Oh, yeah, it was uh... one, but... Yeah, was it a uh, midsummer or something like that? Oh yeah, that that horror uh, movie widely received, and uh, that got completely snubbed. But you know, nothing that surprising. It's a horror movie. You, well, like those don't I think, ever. Get I think it's from the same studio as Uncut Gems, which leads into the issue of how I think it's a good issue to have. But uh, if you don't know who the studio is, for anyone listening, it's A twenty four. It's a rising, like small to middle sized studio. It's not a big time studio. But for the past few years, they've quietly been putting out these, not massive hits, but these just gems. solid movies. Yep. You have mid, just this year alone, you had Midsummer, you had The Farewell, and Uncut Gems. And they've had other the past few years. They had Jonas Hill movie from like a year or two ago. The Witch. Yep. Yeah, Good Times also from them. 
so they have all these great movies, but they don't have the money to campaign for them. So when the end of the year comes, they don't have the money to fund it, and they don't get the nominees, and it kind of sucks that you actually have to put in $10, 15000000 million just to get an award or get nominated, because these movies do deserve it. I'm going to have to agree with that, because... You know, they've been putting out some, some heat lately, and they're not really getting... I mean, they're getting recognition for it, but not when it comes to award season. Yes. Like, the fans, the movie watchers, the reviewers are all praising it. The Golden Globes, Oscars, nothing. Which uh, is quite surprising. Yeah. Oh, I, I mentioned to this to you a few days ago, but yeah, another fun fact for the Oscars. This is Tom Hanks' first acting, um, acting nom since Castaway, so 20 years ago. Uh, kind of surprised when I read that. Quite interesting. Yep. And also, if for, for anyone who doesn't intend on watching the Oscars, obviously we will. Uh, under the assumption Joker wins Best Picture, you will most likely see Bradley Cooper on the stage accepting the award. Mm-hmm. He is best friends, obviously, with Todd Phillips, obviously for since the Hangover Days, and he is an official producer on Joker, and one was the, one of the main people to help produce uh, make it. So. If you see Bradley Cooper on stage or you see the camera pointed to him and you're wondering why, it's because of Joker. But that's all the fun facts I have and my thoughts about the Oscar nominees. Mike, do you have any other thoughts on it? No, I think we kind of summed it up there. Yeah. uh, Well, obviously, we'll be doing an an episode in a few weeks. I think about two or three weeks now at this point. They're moving fast. Going over who won, who deserved to win, who didn't win and all that. But... If anyone's got thoughts on the Oscar nominees, where can they let us know about it? Well, you've got a variety of options, as always. You have entertainment expansion at Outlook.com. Don't want to be so formal? Hop on down to our Instagram page, which is obviously entertainment expansion. Leave a like. Follow us. Comment on the last video to have your comment read on air by Tyler and myself. And lastly, come on down to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. We got a whole bunch of videos you guys are going to like. Check it out. Yeah, we got a bunch of good stuff up there. Been definitely uh, pumping out the episodes the past few weeks. So if you're looking for some good discussions on the newer movies, along with what we've been doing now with the Oscar talk, head over there. But that is it for this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.